Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vancouver Life Real Estate Podcast and YouTube channel. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Jonathan Fireman. He is joining us from Montreal. Jonathan is a real estate investor and enthusiast who has had the vision of essentially democratizing the access to real estate investments by way of pooling resources to purchase properties as a collective. This, of course, fosters a more inclusive and accessible financial future for those who maybe did not have access to this type of project before. So Jonathan has founded a company known as Investium. Jonathan had founded Investium with the mission of helping individuals from both first-time investors all the way to seasoned investors and, of course, first-time homebuyers as well. And the program, the software here, is designed to help them navigate the complexities of the market and help them achieve those financial goals. Jonathan brings with him a wealth of real estate and investment knowledge to this conversation today, and we're really excited to have him. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. Fantastic. Well, let's dive right into it here. Let's dive into some of the problems that real estate investors face in today's landscape and what you've done to help address these problems. Um, you know, real estate investing can seem incredibly daunting, especially to first timers. And those who have an existing portfolio may hit a capital wall and need partners to be able to grow their portfolio further. So what specific challenges do real estate investors face when trying to connect with partners and or possibilities in this landscape? Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, one of the main reasons I, I created Investium was uh, because I was facing that same challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I got into real estate investment, perhaps by chance, um, and I, I really fell in love with it. Um, and then I started to to feel that those challenges, right? Uh, challenges in managing, uh, for example, the the, the, the tenants, uh, but also finding capital if you want to grow your portfolio. So I think uh, when I was ready to do that, I had a condo um, that I was uh, managing and I was renting out. I sold it. I wanted to grow my portfolio. And it's okay, but I, I want to do it alone, right? Uh, I want to grow and I, I, I need some partners to do it. And then I face the challenge of um, where do I find these partners? Um, at some point, it becomes uh, a matter of numbers. You need to, to really meet people. I've, went, I, I've been into many uh, networking events, but you don't have the, the chance to speak with many people. And even if you do, those people that you speak with uh, may not be the, 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 the ones that have the same vision as you have. Uh, so those, I think that's the, the, the first challenge is getting in touch with them, um, mm. to, to with, uh, with the partners, with, with potential partners. Other challenges that I was facing to invest in real estate, obviously, like you mentioned, capital, that's one. Uh, knowledge, it's, a, it's another one. Time, it's, a, it's another one. I think uh, some people may think as a real estate investment as this passive, uh, investment, but it is not passive at all, right? It requires a lot of time, a lot of commitment, a lot of skills. Um, and I think all of those elements are solved or, uh, 
yeah, mostly solve with partners. People are dedicated that share the same vision that you have. And then all of you, you can pull your resources being money or time or knowledge or skills or network. And then it's much easier to move forward together. Tell us a little bit more, Jonathan, about what types of real estate assets or opportunities that you're finding investors are most interested in at the moment. I mean, it's a difficult climate, so I'd, I'd be interested to know what, what you feel investors are looking at. Yeah, that's actually a great question. So um, I think as, as uh, investors realize that they can grow together, I think obviously they start to look at uh, bigger properties uh, with obviously multifamilies with uh, multiple units. But something I was surprised to see is how easily uh, this transform in actually developing, right? So something that you may think, oh, I, I will never be able to develop something by myself uh, because it's very, obviously very expensive and it requires, again, skills. Um, and so I will just buy a, du a duplex, triplex, something like that. But, it, but what I've seen is actually uh, a lot of uh, opportunities to develop to develop uh, or redevelop uh, buildings which obviously helps everyone in today's climate uh, so as, as soon as people they they are start to meet with each other they realize they can they can grow they can grow much faster uh, so i think as soon as they realize that then developing becomes like the next thing now it's multifamilies, but then it's developing yeah, great point. And very interesting to hear that, you know, you've really kind of gone through it. You've done it. You've been there, especially when it comes to the statement of wanting to kind of just do it all alone, right? When you're a first timer, it can kind of seem like you want to get out there and you want to learn all the nitty gritty, but that can somehow and sometimes become a little bit counterproductive. So how would you say, like, let's get into some of the nitty gritty here. Like how can real estate investors, including brand new ones, leverage partnerships to grow their portfolios? Well, um, I think the, the first thing is uh, by diversifying skills, right? Something from my own experience, uh, something I it was challenging is obviously finding the, the tenants, but then managing, right? So you may live far away from the building that was happening to me. So it was, wasn't become, it wasn't something easy. Uh, so by the fact that you're able to uh, leverage other, other, other people, uh, resources, then you can actually achieve and, and you can uh, invest, for example, in other markets or in more profitable markets. I think that's, that's, uh, that, that's one of the, I would say one of the main things that by yourself, perhaps you cannot uh, invest in, in specific market because it's far away from you or you don't know it. Uh, but if suddenly there are partners that they have access to that market and you can participate in that and you can suddenly gain another point of profit because you can tap into a different market. That's one. Um, second one, gaining scale. By myself, I can only perhaps purchase a duplex, a triplex. Suddenly we are three, we can purchase, I don't know, six, eight, 10 units. Each unit you add, obviously you gain in scale. Each unit, it's less uh, expensive, so more profitable. Um, you gain on, on other people's skills. And something I've seen uh, in this regard is uh, for more experienced investors, people that already have invested in multiple units and they, they have larger projects, that is a, a real case. Um, he was just missing perhaps 100K or 150K to close a very important deal because he had maxed out all his 
um, loans, right? All, all his credits were all maxed out. So he only needed 100, 150K. And he would very gladly have given a piece of the equity to be able to complete that uh, that project. But he couldn't because there was not a place where he could meet uh, other people to partner. So uh, in this case, everyone lost, right? But uh, So this is another way where you can gain scale and, and learn from others, right? So someone that is willing to just stay silent, you put 100, 150K and you can learn from experienced uh, investors. Uh, I think this is also very, very important. I think that's probably one of the most important notes you could make. Investing in real estate is is not just a process of of buying a second property and then renting it out and thinking that that now you're an investor. Uh, that is a is an investment, but not necessarily you're not necessarily an investor. And uh, you know, I think for people who are really young or maybe new to investment. Partnering up with someone who has the skill set who's gone before you, that is tremendously important and, and probably one of the most valuable things that you can pick up, not just to be and participate in other markets. That's, that's cool too. But really, the skill set is what's going to set you apart and, and aligning yourself, I think, with investors who have the same sort of vision uh, and maybe the same principles uh, and guidance that maybe you have, you know, that's, that's I think, a huge opportunity. And so speaking to that, you know, how do you envision the future of real estate investment networking evolving? It's a it's a already, I mean, you know, we we have, for example, the real estate investment network um here called Rain. Uh we've had the CEO on our podcast. You know, these are sort of consortiums of networks, but really it's it's kind of like you mentioned in the last question. I think a huge piece of value is really the value of your network, and that's your skill set your market opportunities and so much more. I'd love to hear how you think this is going to evolve. Yeah, that, that's actually a great question. So I think what we've been seeing a trend, what actually works is giving people freedom to do um, what they need to do. I think that's what we've seen with other social networks that gives you the chance to open up and create your own groups, create your own forums, um, create your own path. And, and really give you the, the chance to speak up and get in contact with whoever you need. Um, so I think the, this is kind of uh, where I see this is going to, to go. Um, and that on that uh, in that same sense, that's why I, I enabled in this platform in Investium, which everyone can come and they can meet to the project that they need. You when you sign in, uh, when you sign up as a as a user, um, then you can open your own group. To, for a project and you can do whatever you want right and i'm not guiding you to do what kind of project and and once you do it you can invite people to join and then you can arrange the partnership that is best for you because i think this is this is very important to remove the barriers um it, it's very important to, to give this freedom not to create new barriers right the idea is not to replace barriers it's to just remove them and by enabling this freedom and enabling people to to partner in the way they need and define themselves, I think that that will, I think it's removing those barriers and enable people to, to find each other uh, and, and to move forward with projects that before they wouldn't be possible, for example. Yeah, very interesting. And, and this, of course, opens up a whole sort of new layer of diligence, if you will. So, you know, an individual going into, let's say, invest in a, in a one bedroom condo is much different than investing in a multifamily building with partners that they've maybe never met before. 
So yeah. can you share with us maybe what are some of the key factors that people need to consider when they're evaluating potential real estate opportunities of this magnitude and, of course, the partnerships that they're going to get themselves into? Yeah, that, that's that's actually a great, great point. It's a point that comes, uh, comes up very often. Uh, I think that there are two things. I think we need to first vet the person we are speaking with. Uh, super important. And if you met that person online, sometimes it's difficult. Um, particularly in Vestium, we've added several layers of security. One of them, for example, is this is an ID verification with uh, a government ID and taking a selfie. So right away, you know that the person you're, you're talking to is real. So number one, um, vetting the person and knowing that that person is actually real. Uh, number two, I think it's always uh, transacting with the appropriate uh, real estate professionals. Uh, it could be a could be a notary, could be a lawyer. Uh, depending on the province, there are different regulations. But following those regulations, and not just simply handing in the money to uh, another person. Obviously, following those those uh, th those steps and getting legal advice. I think I think that the, the key is always trusting the or at least going with the professionals um, because mistakes, and I think we we're talking about mistakes earlier, I think mistakes in real estate are very, very expensive, um, especially in, in larger projects. So mistakes are very, very expensive. So you want to avoid those mistakes as much as possible. One, uh, just a small story here. One mistake I, I, I did, I didn't do like a full-blown uh, research on the tenant, on, on one of my tenants. Uh, and it turned out that the, the day after I signed with him, he called and said, hey, like, it looks like I'm not going to be able to pay you the, the <laughs> day after I signed. So yeah. and that was my first tenant on my uh, the condo. So it was a, a great uh, way to start uh, investing in real estate. It was a great learning. So <laughs> even if you need to wait a couple of weeks, you're better off waiting a couple of weeks to, to yeah. pay the person. Partnerships and due diligence uh, should never be rushed, in in my yeah. opinion. Uh, you know, I've I've got a, a number of investments myself, and and number of different partnerships. Uh, and you know, I think getting into a partnership is is difficult, and and I think there's there's probably a lot of apprehension that comes with it. People who you know they're not sure about the kinds of people that they're getting invested with. So maybe could you share? some some insights and best practices for conducting the actual due diligence on a potential real estate investment partnership you know especially with those who are new to the process certainly like you mentioned before you want to talk to the professionals and you ideally like to keep them invest invested as partners but what else would you recommend okay um number one uh, i would recommend to to uh when you speak with a person to make sure that the person has the same intentions and vision as you so that that's a bit of uh, subjective, but that uh, I would do. Um, I would start discussing about uh, about contracts early on, and have things signed up. And if the person is not willing to sign something, or is not aligning the same vision, or is it has some kind of apprehension to discuss like legal terms, that's it. That's a huge uh, red flag, right? Mm -hmm. Everything should be transparent. Um, you should be able to disclose perhaps uh, assets. Like if we're going to, to invest together, then you need to prove that you have certain level of assets. Then again, should be transparent. And if the other person doesn't want to disclose those kind of things, another red flag there. Uh, it's same thing when you go to a bank, right? The bank asks you, can you bring me 
your uh, I don't know bank statements or or like, uh, payment stops or, or whatever they may ask you. And if you tell the bank no, I'm not going to bring it. Like the bank is okay, then I'm not doing business with you. Mm-hmm. And I think in that sense we need to be the same. We need to think and be very critic and very strict. Say okay, I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to sign documents. I'm going to ask you for proofs. Um, I want to see what kinds of assets you have. And and if you're not willing to disclose those things with me, then I'm I'm not going to do business with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other person needs to put also the hours. That's very very important. Like we, if we align on okay, I'm doing this A B C and you're doing the E F, uh, then let's make sure we both put the hours. Uh, otherwise, you you have free rider there, then you don't want that because then when you have an issue uh, down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the other person is not, is not going to do those things. So I think being, uh, knowing that the other person is following uh, on what he, his commitments, super, super important. So it's fair to say then that in Investium isn't, isn't a platform that's going to arguably reduce risk. You still have to go about your due diligence. You still have to go about the practice of, of making sure you're invested with the right people. And, uh, you know, like I said, mentioned earlier, when we had the CEO of, of Rain on our podcast a couple of weeks ago, he made a really good point. And he was like, you know, sometimes in partnerships, when you get going early on, if you feel a vibration in the wheel at 40 kilometers an hour, just wait until you get to 100, right? The yeah, wheels will fall absolutely. off the car. So, you know, if you're noticing things early on that aren't connecting or, or that are raising, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck, don't ignore them. Uh, absolutely absolutely something i was mentioning i was going to mention here is i think it's it's good to ask for early commitments perhaps you're not the person is not going to to obviously you're at the beginning of of a partnership before you buy a property you're not you're not putting like two hundred thousand dollars on the table or more Uh, but perhaps you can ask the person to spend some amount of money on a research for example or on a professional and if you see that the person is not willing to invest 500 bucks a thousand bucks on something well then that that may not be your the right partner for you so so i think looking for early commitments small commitments just to test the waters i think it's good uh good first test like looking at some of things we discussed right like contracts written contracts looking for financial information ask for uh, commitments, small financial commitments as well, and see that the person follows all those things through. If the person fails one of those things, then it's a huge red flag. Yeah, absolutely. And and good point. Let's dive a little bit deeper here into the platform itself. It sounds like it was almost created out of necessity of solving your own problems. Let's talk about, you know, what else inspired this and sort of like what gaps you saw in the marketplace that resulted to the inception of this idea. Absolutely. So, um, as as a as a early investor, as a, as a small investor, I, I had my condo. And I sold uh, my condo as I moved to, to to a house. I had I rented my condo, then I sold it, and I had a bit of money. I said, okay, I want to invest in real estate. I want I'm ready for something bigger, and I didn't have uh, I, I didn't want to do it alone because I wanted to buy something bigger. Uh, and I started to look around. It's okay. I don't want to do it with friends and family. That doesn't typically end up well. And I started to ask around and everyone wanted to invest in real estate, but no one like close to me. Um, fun fact, I had met my wife uh, online uh, many years prior. So I knew there was an opportunity to meet uh, people online because I had done that myself. 
so I said, okay, if you can meet a life partner online, why not a, a business partner online? And that was what prompted me to, to start Investium. Um, I knocked on a few doors to look for, uh, for investors myself, to, for partners. Um, I found uh, three good partners that they believed in the vision, and we started working uh, right away um, into creating what was going to be the concept, um, hired uh, local talent in Montreal. So this is designed and built here in Canada, something I'm very proud of. Uh, and, and we created this uh, the platform, which is which has been live for uh, for a bit less than a year now. You know, Jonathan, uh, you and I actually have something in common because I met my wife online as well. Nice. And uh, <laughs> but uh, one thing I did find out about online dating is that not everybody looks like their pictures. And, mm. you know, I, I think that and, and I, I say that as a bit of a segue into my next question, because you know, when you meet somebody online, you 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 have a perception of what they're like, uh, but you're not entirely sure, right? So, how do we ensure quality and reliability of the connections made on your platform? And I guess you know, because if you don't look like the pictures and you're you're trying to date someone, that's effectively fraud or a scam. And so, how do you safeguard against those kinds of activities uh, so that people are protected? Okay. So there are some things that the that the platform itself is doing, uh, and some things that the people themselves should be doing. Right? Um, the kind of things that I'm doing in the platform is uh, when you create an account, you you have this two step verification with a phone, for example. So you cannot create a million accounts. You have the government ID step, so you can you cannot uh, effectively uh, say you're someone you're not. And on top of that, the third layer is uh, you can report uh, bad user behavior. So um, the way I see it, it's true you can go into the platform and you can be a bit shady. Uh, but as soon as people report you, because people will report you, then I will ban you from the platform and that's it. You cannot create another account or it will be very, very difficult to create another account. So that way, I think you use this, the power of the people to, to, uh, to clean the, the platform from people that are, are shady or they're they're there to spam others. Um, that's what I'm I'm doing from the platform itself. Um, then what people should do is I think it all it's all very like you say like it, all the pictures they look they look pretty until you meet them right and then <laughs> right away eighty percent are are not what you expected and you can move on and I think it should be the same. You start talking right. Everything is daunting until you say hi. So then you say hi, say, hey, hi, uh, I'm, I'm Dan, I'm Jonathan, I'm Ryan. I'm looking to invest in X. Uh, how about, uh, how about we, we meet for coffee or how about we chat a bit? Uh, or do you want to join us in this group that we are, we are with the same uh, mission? And then after a couple of, of uh, chat with a person, you will soon realize if uh, the person is, is uh, ill-intended or has the same vision as you. And I think it's, they say, okay, with online dating, you realize that, but you realize on the first day, right? In 80% of the cases, you realize on the first day that that's not the match for you. In the I first, here in the the first five minutes, to be first, honest. First, exactly, <laughs> first five minutes, absolutely. So I think here is the same. You you go on, a, on an online chat with a person, and in the first five minutes, you will see there there's something weird about this person. I, I'm not interested in, in moving forward. And you or, move to the next one. Or conversely, you find, you find so, that, that you are. And that you yeah, want absolutely. to move forward, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so I think it's it's all uh, a matter of uh, going through the first step, right? 
So it's true, you see all the profiles and you don't know, but then you meet them. Okay, and you, you ask questions and, and you chat with a person and then it becomes more real. Is there, a, is there a list of questions or anything like that that Investium can provide when, you know, for say a, a new investor, someone who's, you know, the kinds of questions that you might want to ask or um, some guidance in that respect? That, that's a great question. And we're actually working on that uh, with lawyers. Uh, accountants and professionals cool. to provide that kind of guidance, uh, guidance in terms of what to look for, the due diligence, um, even perhaps sample contracts that you may want to use. So we're, we're actively working in providing all those services to, uh, to investors. Cool. It all sounds fantastic. So Jonathan, for those of our listeners and viewers that are definitely curious about learning more about this platform, like when they go in there, can you share what type of other investors, what type of community they're going to find once they log in? And two, what are some of the exact kind of opportunities that might be available to somebody who wants to invest through this platform today? I, I was very surprised myself with what I saw. I thought it was going to be a lot of people that they have no clue what they're doing there. And it's actually not the case. So the, the people that have been, have been joining is people are actually more serious. and They either have some investments already or they're, they're actively looking to invest. Um, people, they be, I've seen people interested in multifamilies. I've been seeing people interested in develop, uh, development. I've been seeing people interested in uh, developing land. Uh, those are three types of investments that I've seen. I, I thought my thinking before doing this is like, oh, I, I will see a lot of people doing to do flips. I haven't seen a single person trying to do flips. I haven't seen a single person trying to uh, buy condos, for example. I haven't seen those things, uh, which made me like very happy to be honest. So it's it, because it's more like larger projects are more uh, long term. Uh, that that's kind of what I'm seeing. Fantastic! Yeah, there's obviously a, a need and clearly a desire for that. So for those that want to learn more about you and more about your platform and how to join, what's the best way for them to uh, to reach out? Great! I, I'll be super happy to to, to speak with uh, with everyone. Every time someone joins the platform, I try to send a message. Um, you can find me either on, on LinkedIn, uh, or you can send me an, an email on my, on the platform, or an email uh, to my email, Jonathan at investium.ai. Uh, I'll be happy to, to answer any questions. You can join the platform, investium.ai. It's completely free. It takes two minutes to sign up. You can uh, look, uh, look me up there and ask me questions there as well. Uh, I will be happy to walk anyone through uh, the process or answer any questions. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much for your time today. This sounds like a very incredible platform. I know I'm going to check it out and I'm sure a whole bunch of our viewers are as well. So thanks again. And everybody who tuned in, have a great day and we'll see you here next week. That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast. For more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads, investment opportunities, current market info, and homes for sale, you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about Vancouver real estate.